Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Vance Lambrook. I am a CEO, therapist, and coach, and I am on a mission to help you reconnect with your expansive view of prosperity. And I have gathered together the most incredible couples to share their own journey about how they are creating this amazing legacy of prosperity using the elements of faith and love because there really isn't any legacy of meaning without those two variables. And I can think of no better examples than the two souls who have joined me tonight who are dear friends and just incredible people. And you are gonna love hearing more about their journey. I really wanna welcome Brooke and Thomas Hemingway, Dr. Thomas Hemingway. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having us. We're oh, excited to be here. So much yeah, for joining us. Oh, well, thank you. And we were just talking about the not so balmy temperatures where we're where we're all living, even though we're used to more balmy temperatures. But I really love to have couples introduce each other. So I wondered if you could introduce one another to our audience. Okay. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So this is Thomas. He was born and raised in California. 
loves to surf, loves anything that has to do with the outdoors. He'll go off to ski jumps, the snowboarding jumps, the half pipe on his skateboard. He'll mountain bike down anything. He'll surf anything. Super adventurous guy, has always been that way. And I always joke and tell people he had to find somebody that could keep up with him. And I think I'm the only girl that passed that test. That and you had to have someone you could have interesting conversation with. He told me that one time. He's like, I dated other girls, but we really didn't have anything much to talk about. So uh, so he's very outdoorsy, very active. He is a board certified physician. We got married before he went to med school. So when people look at me and like, oh my gosh, you're a doctor's wife. I'm like, no, 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 no. I married before the title. <laughs> We've been married for almost 24 years. We were young, dumb, and broke when we got married. Um, I made $7 an hour, and we lived off of student loans and love. Uh-huh. And uh, he's practiced as an emergency room physician for almost 20 years, um, stepped away from full-time doctoring about a year ago, and is almost done writing his first book. He has a bunch of health courses, and he has an incredible health podcast called The Modern Medicine Movement. The way that I describe Thomas is... He's a physician with heart. A lot of physicians don't have great bedside manner, but he's also a physician that understands like how to break things down in a way so that people understand how to take care of themselves, how to take care of their bodies. He doesn't sound erudite. He doesn't try to sound like he's overly smart. He just makes things make sense. And he's the smartest guy I know <laughs> and super sweet and an amazing fun dad. So that's and he, and he speaks Spanish. <laughs> Yes. Yes. We learned today. <laughs> yeah, he speaks fluent Spanish <laughs> and he can see. speak uh, some Italian as well. So Love that's that. oh, what, a, yeah. what an incredible man. Yeah. My lovely wife, Brooke, is uh, <laughs> she's she's absolutely right. She's so energetic, competitive, <laughs> able to do so many things with her body, with her mind. She started in her career as a fitness expert enthusiast graduated in kinesiology with her bachelor's from San Diego State and she just needed more so she got a second bachelor mm-hmm. in nursing so she's got two bachelor's degrees super bright super talented she did 10 years of ICU nursing and realized that most of the people there were not getting any healthier and she loves for people to be healthy and to live a better life. And most of her patients were some of what we would call the frequent flyers that uh, she would tune up and then they'd come back in a week or two or three. And she kind of felt like she was spinning her wheels there in the ICU. And she found through other avenues, not only her favorite, which are exercise or movement, but she found through supplementation and gut health, a whole nother aspect of health that was not only lacking in her life, but in thousands of others that she became to know over the years. And she's established herself as not only a health professional, but also as a very strong and smart businesswoman who's created several seven-figure businesses over the years. And she's mostly done it throughout um, the health realm and coaching and also in business uh, coaching as well. She's she's created a company called Align for Success, and she just had her big annual event that we did live in Arizona last week. It was in Scottsdale. It was amazing. We had incredible speakers, uh, including the one at my left, <laughs> and uh, she, she just knocked it out of the park. So she loves to share 
her strategy, not only in health and wellness, but also in business, especially in empowering women, how they can do more, be more, and just contribute to the world. Yeah. So that's a Brooke in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. Absolutely incredible. And the power that you two generate together is really, really rare, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. I think, palpable to anybody who comes in contact with the two of you, because the best sort of marriage, I think, is really when the, the, the charges of both of your lives are exponentially increased, you know, when you join together and you two do that so beautifully and so powerfully. And what's incredible to me is even when you thought life was going to look very different before yeah. medical school, during medical school, hoping to get out of ramen, of course, as, as we all did when we were married as, <laughs> as students, um, how many ramen can you get for a dollar? That's usually how it goes. Um, but really, you two had such a long-term vision you know, yeah. and I wondered if you could share a little bit about how you have kept that long-term vision, even when it's changed, because I would, I would bet that, that you didn't guess, well, at a certain point in our marriage, we will have not just one or two children, we will have six beautiful, beautiful babies and that you will have these thriving businesses and that you will one day be dancing on the stage inspiring hundreds and thousands of women together um, and also really changing the face of functional medicine and nutrition and supplementation. Yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't really anything that we had envisioned, but I think that when we went into our marriage, we went into our marriage as committed people. We're both very committed people and faith is really important to us. And so throughout our entire marriage, like faith has always been a cornerstone and something that connects us. We pray together. We read scripture together. We uh, share the same vision for our family to be a happy family and to raise children up that love the Lord and want to serve the Lord. And so we have like, no matter what we're doing externally in our careers, our core values stay the same. And so I think whether it was when I was 19 and we got married and he was 24 or now I'm 43, he's 47, like, yeah, our ages have changed. Our careers have changed. Our focuses have changed, but our core values of commitment and faith and love and a lot of patience in there mm. has also been the thing that's helped us over the last 24 years. But no, I never would have pictured that he'd be writing a book and he'd have a podcast and I'd be hosting events. I was definitely afraid of that mm. uh, being on stage. And, and my backstory is I always wanted to be a singer. I was actually a music major when I first college, I loved singing. I was a soprano, but I could never get past the nerves, the fear, the, the, the worry of my voice cracking. And so like literally my entire body would shake. So the fact that I'm hosting events for a couple hundred women, dancing up and down, speaking for a couple hours a day. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I just think that our common vision of what we want for our family and what we want for our future and our faith being like a big part of that has helped us to have patience with each other and also allow each other to change and allow each other to grow and not like he doesn't put me in a box and I don't put him in a box and we're the same, but it's also kind of fun. I would say 
to see your partner in a different way. It's like every season you're actually married to someone a little different. And that kind of keeps it fun when you keep growing and you're doing new things, you stay interesting and it keeps that alive. I don't know. So that's what I would say about like some things that have helped us as we've grown and developed over the years. What would you say? Yeah, no, having that, uh, you know, rock solid faith um, and just, you know, our relationship as a couple, we've always kind of encouraged one another to grow and to do things that we not only enjoy, but we both love to give back and contribute to the world we live in, make the world a better place and share our talent with those around us. And I think we've both found a way to do that. And that way is, uh, you know, over the years, it's changed a little bit and it's, you know, taking little, you know, tangents and, <laughs> and it's been fun. It keeps it interesting and it keeps us excited to get up every morning and to share and to do what we love to do. And I think uh, that's the beauty of it. If you find a purpose and a mission, something that gets you out of bed every day, like life is awesome. Like just getting up and getting excited about sharing with the world, the things that you've learned and the things that that you've become, you know, a master at, you can, you can really affect thousands and if not millions of lives. And that's, that's what we love to do. That's what keeps it, keeps it real and keeps it fun. And don't you think a lot of couples, like one of the issues in relationships is that they're just bored in their life. Like they're not really happy (laughs) in their life. They're not happy in their work and you can't escape that. You take that home with you. And so if your entire day is just life sucking and life draining and you hate what you're doing, you're going to take that out on your wife. Are you going to take it out on your husband? You're going to take it out on your kids. Like it's going to affect you. So you should want your partner to evolve and grow and change and chase their dreams and their passions and like not hold them back because them doing that is going to make them happier. And they're going to bring that happiness, energy, and joy into the house. So I just see a lot of people that I think are just like dead in their life and like, oh, it's no wonder you're marriage is kind of dying because you hate your life you know (laughs) yeah and I think that is so true I think sometimes um the expectation is that the marriage will create the life and Mm -hmm. and instead your life really creates the marriage you know and and what I love is that you two really like each other I can tell just in the way you move with each other and look at each other and and, and introduce each other, you know, and, and that takes real intention and it takes a mindfulness and, um, doing the things that maintain the relationship and allow it, you know, it's never going to be the infatuation stage that we all felt when so many chemicals were searching through our brain (laughs) that we couldn't think straight, um, but it becomes so much better and so much deeper. Um, and I just, I admire so much the way you two have, have really filled your relationship with life, you know, and, and I would imagine that that really has impacted your children as well. And, and the legacy you're wanting to create. Well, I will say a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if I told you this, but our oldest son is 15. He, he'll be 16. Mm-hmm. Crazy that I have someone that can <laughs> drive. Like, how did that happen? 
but he was, he loves to cook and he was cooking dinner, which yes, I know we're very lucky. Our 16 year old, almost 16 year old likes to cook, but he goes, mom, you know, it's really cool. Like, it's really cool how much you and dad love each other. Like they notice that because we don't, I mean, we disagree sometimes in front of our kids. Like we're not afraid to hide conflict, but they also get to see the working out and they get to see the love, which I think is really healthy, but they get to see us being goofy and they get to see us love each other and get dressed up or go out on a date. Oh, it's date night we're going. And so it is really important to model that. And neither one of us had that modeled to us. And we had horrible parents. Like our parents are good people. They just didn't know how to be in relationship and they weren't healed themselves. So they just, they just really didn't know how to do that. We both come from divorced homes. Uh, In fact, we were both 16 when our parents got divorced. Mm -hmm. And so have an almost 16 year old, that's like, mom, it's really cool to see how much you and dad love each other. That's something we want our kids to see. And, uh, and we're not afraid to kiss each other and hug each other and show affection. And the little girls go, Ew, that's gross. <laughs> oh, do it again. You know, just to show them like that, that's normal, but it is really important because we both didn't have that. And we wanted to create something different for our family. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it is a subject that so oftentimes we're a little bit hesitant to bring up, right? It, it sort of goes without saying in too many families and um, that we think it's going to happen just by um, osmosis <laughs> rather than really being aware of it, you know, and conscious of what we're showing our children. And it's so important. And just the degree to which you two have conscientiously turned the tide and what the generations that follow you will create in their own homes. And to be able to think back to the two of you and see the model that you've given, you know, and, and I think there are really two areas that I see so many people of faith struggling to bring up and talk about. And yet, you know, as a therapist, and of course, in my own marriage that unfortunately ended in divorce many, many years ago, because I was like you married at barely a legal age, um, but was legal. Um, but I didn't know clearly what I was getting into. Um, you know, that two areas that I address with every single couple who I work with are the financial plan and talking through intimacy in the way that I believe we were created to talk about that. But, but both have their own sense of taboo. And, and of course, I really, I know you both are both passionate about helping people open up to the prosperity that I believe God wants all of us to have, not just financially. So would you share some of your wisdom and journey about how that's evolved for you two as individuals and also in your marriage together. Yeah, well, I'll just say that we came from different backgrounds, like in that Thomas had to work really hard from the time he was 11. He had a paper out and he saved all of his money and would ride his bike to the mall or the thrift shop to buy his clothes for school. So he grew up with a little bit more scarcity around money I grow up in a wealthy household or anything like that. In fact, there was a lot of instability and my dad was very unstable, 
but I never really knew what was going on with the money or felt that because my mom always like everything was always good. And she would take us back to school shopping and we'd get the cute things. And so when we first got married, I think I made him a little bit uncomfortable because I was more comfortable with money, like making it, spending it, spending it, spending it, making it. (laughs) And he was really not comfortable with that. And so we both had to change. Like he had to come over a little bit this way and I had to come over a little bit that way. And he's changed a lot over the years and become a lot more generous and I'm really still working on being more mindful, (laughs) but, but it's been really fun to watch, like just Mm -hmm. to understand that, like I can understand that. I don't think I was ever mad at him for being that way, but I guess I just always have felt really abundant with money, that money is a tool that Mm -hmm. money created at will, that we have education, we have skills, we are really hard workers. Like that's something about both of us. We are just, we can grind. I mean, not that grinding is good and you should grind all the time, but we know how to work hard. And so I guess I never was really afraid. I was like, well, we'll figure it out. We'll always Mm -hmm. figure it out. We always did. And when he got out of med school, he then entered this phase of working like 80 to a hundred hours a week. Again, like scarcity, not wanting to be in debt, wanting to make a lot of money. And you did that for like 18 years, like 18 years. He did that. And, and finally it was just like enough. Like we have to be able to have a quality of life. We have to be able to have time together as a family. And so, you know, he had to come to the realization. I think the way that I think of this, and you can talk, speak for yourself about it was that he had to let go of like his sort of idea of like being the man that made all the money and making a lot of money and just kind of shifting into, Hey, I can do some other creative projects and eventually these things will make money, but it's okay for my wife to be making a lot of money now. And the way that I look at how things have shifted for us in that currently where we are right now is I am currently the person, you know, making the money but I've never been like, you owe me, you should like, it's never been with a sass attitude. It's like, Hey, sweet. I can do this for you. Like I'm your help me. You slaved away and worked for years and years and years. And like, isn't it super cool that you don't have to do that anymore. And I can pick up, you know, a lot of this burden and do this with things that I love to do. So it's just been really an interesting path of like unlearning some things from childhood with money, um, learning to trust and believe that like, Hey, whatever we've created, we can create again. And we can probably create it times two or times three, like with the Lord's help, like we can multiply all of this stuff and it's okay for me to, you know, him to let go of that identity Mm. in aspects and go ahead and just let me, you know, take this. And it's like a pleasure for me to be able to do it. And to see him actually have a quality of life now. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think about money and our journey with, with money? Well, we have, I mean, us as a couple, we certainly have pretty humble beginnings. You know, like uh, you mentioned, we, we ate lots of pasta, lots of rice. You know, uh, it, was, it was an interesting, you know, we met in college. You know, neither one of us had any money. And, and it was okay. Like, we had a great time. I mean, yeah, we, we, we look forward to the little weekend <laughs> where we'd spend like $39 a night 
at like some of the original, you know, Airbnbs, if you will. And, and they were probably like borderline condemned homes. They were older homes. We thought that, we were ballers. That, uh, who knows <laughs> like uh, how safe hotel. or uh, respectable they were, but we loved it. We thought it was amazing. You know, we were <laughs> out that we love. We could walk and go for a hike or we could, in those days, we did a lot of rock climbing camping. and camping <laughs> and all these kinds of things. And like, it costs next to nothing. And yet yeah. we had a beautiful life and we still have a beautiful life. And now we can afford to, you know, buy a season pass for our children to go skiing as often as they want. And, you know, like growing up, I might've saved up my money for months to go skiing one day because my yeah. parents weren't going to pay for it. You know, <laughs> So it's been an interesting ride, <clears throat> but I think all the while um, when we focus on kind of you know, enjoying the process, which for me, you know, in my upbringing was always a little bit challenging because it was always, my life was sort of viewed at, at all these milestones. Like I'm going to, you know, graduate from college and then I'm going to go to medical school and then I'm going to go to residency and I'm going to, you know, do this or that, or I'm going to be chief of the ER, which I did for 10 years. And there was always like a next step. And a lot of the time it was a grind, you know, yeah. Yeah, day in and day out. And I think now we've just enjoyed to enjoyed the journey a little bit more. You know, life is to have joy. And we believe that as a couple, we believe that as a family and, you know, the, the wealth or the prosperity part has kind of come along with that. But like Brooke said, we've sort of figured out how to do that in many different ways and it's still evolving. And, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing, you know, to have options in life and to have when you have more, you get to give more, which we yeah. both love to do. And it's been really neat to see how that has evolved over the years. And like Brooke said, I think in the beginning, I was pretty uncomfortable with that because, <laughs> you know, as a, as a young kid, I had to work for every penny I had and like to watch it go was always kind of a struggle. And, and now we don't really struggle with that. We give freely and it's a great feeling. And it's one of the things I think I love most about about prosperity is you can give more because it's just such yeah. a blessing to be able to do that. So it's, it's definitely been a process and it's ongoing. We're, we're so growing in it. And the it, one thing I'll say though, about what you said is like, before we had money, we still had fun. Yeah. Like whether we had money or we didn't have money, we knew how to enjoy each other and enjoy our time together. So we can do great having fun camping and we can do great at a five-star resort. Like we we know how to be happy, whether it's really playing card games with our family or it's spending thousands of dollars going to Disney. Because when you take six kids to Disney, oh it's a lot. For a couple months mortgage. Yeah. Like it, it's that still big. gets me, I'll be honest. It is no joke. It, it's like but you have to learn how to be happy as a couple. Where in whatever state you're in financially, because the adding the more money on top of that is not going to make you happier. So I think that we had such a solid love and respect for each other that when the money came, it didn't mess with us. Yeah. If that makes sense. well, absolutely. And they always say money is a magnifier, right? And so you two had the kind of love and bond and and joy and friendship in your marriage together um, and not making your joy together dependent on the number of stars that the resort had, but really about how you were in presence with each other, you know, and, and I think your generosity too, I'm sure you are very generous no matter what your level of income, you know, that that was a part of who you are rather than a 
determinant by how much right. you have. Yeah. Well, great book. You probably know the, the four spiritual laws of prosperity by Edwin Gaines. Yes. Yes. And, and I have to read that. It is on my list. I love it. Yeah. One of those laws is to tithe. So we've always tithed. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that big, like, oh, we've tithed, but like it, it's just always been a, a part of our life. So I think when you're able to give a regular amount of money, it doesn't, it's not hard to give money. Then you don't become so attached to it. Like money comes and money goes, you know, let it come and let it go and, and have faith and trust that more will come when you need it or more prosperity will come. I just, I never, ever want to be so attached to money and a bottom line that I'm obsessed about it, you know? That's not joy. That's like prison to me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And it really does speak to so much of what's in the heart if we're motivated by fear or love. And in in my own journey with prosperity, that has been so true. You know, when I've had those moments of feeling scarce, because like you, I paid for all of my degrees. And so, you know, that feeling of just you know, hoping that everything reconciles and there's no red. Um, And yet it can also breed this kind of sense of anxiety around it. Um, But when I come at it from love and just knowing that more will follow and it's not really our responsibility, that was a big lesson for me too, you know, that our creator created us and he has already assumed responsibility for our provision. We don't have to take on responsibility for it. Um, And so I just, I love the message and the passion that both of you have. And I just want to have you have an opportunity to share with our viewers a bit about your wisdom in defining prosperity, both for the two of you together and also for you two as individuals, because I'm, I'm hearing as you're sharing your journey, how healing this issue has been for both of you, you know, that it was more than just a financial issue, but it really was healing for you to, to relax into it. Yeah. Why don't you start talk about your (laughs) definition of prosperity? Well, I've I've always believed that uh, prosperity is as much a spiritual game as anything else, and uh, I think you know just at the basis of all, I like to have the approach that no matter what I have in this life, um, a little or a lot, everything I have comes from God. So it's all a bonus, you know. It's all if I just recognize that you know my humble hands can't really create much, and if I just accept you know, God's will and and use the talents that he's blessed me with that the, you know, there's really um, endless potential both for growth um, in a physical sense, you know, monetarily, as well as growth spiritually. And I think if you view money as sort of part of a spiritual thing as a gift, um, everything kind of changes about that. Um, You know, it's sometimes in our lives, it's been even fun, you know, to, to, you know, do different things in our career and make a bunch of money here or not a lot there. And mm-hmm. it can be super fun. And in the same time, you know, um, money can come and money can go. And, you know, sometimes you lose things here and there. And, and if you just kind of smile about it and recognize that no matter what you have, it's always a gift. It makes it a little bit easier. 
you know, and, and I've always had the kind of mentality that the more you, you know, earn or, or get, the more you can give. And I've got to see that magnified, especially as I've watched my wife in her life, she's always been such a giver. And in the beginning, it made me a little uncomfortable. I'll be honest, (laughs) because she would give up to the point of us literally having nothing and she would just give more. And I love it. It's uh, amazing. Like I've definitely um, grown myself a lot in that He's regard. He's a good tipper and, now. And uh, yeah, now. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll go out to dinner and the tip is more than the dinner, you know? And, oh. and like, that's cool. It's great to have that ability to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. sometimes I wish I could be a fly on the wall after we've left just to kind of see the yeah. reaction, which we usually don't get to see. And that's <laughs> totally cool. But it's just fun to be able to do that. And, mm-hmm. and when you have that approach that all you have comes from God and it's all a gift, yeah. it just becomes so much easier to give more. And that's kind of been something that yeah. I think we've, you know, just been able to learn and grow on a, a little bit of a daily basis throughout the years. And it makes it makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. OK, I love that. I'm going to try different. That was so good, right? I know. Um, I believe that prosperity is our birthright. I believe that it is something that is not meant for the few. I believe that there are more pieces of the pie than there are people. I believe that so many people have a false belief that money is not good. And I used to be somebody that thought money is not good. People that have money aren't happy. People that have money have messed up marriages. (laughs) People that have money are like a psychological mess. Like, I had all of this resistance to making more money. And when I realized I was thinking those things, I thought, well, I mean, actually, let me list all the people I can think of that have a lot of money that are really good people or that have a solid marriage or, hey, look at us. Like, we're good people. We give, we love each other. And so I feel like with prosperity, you have to just own it and be comfortable with it and understand that to be poor is not to be more holy. In fact, sometimes when you're poor, you're even more prideful, right? We have this humble pride that goes along with not having anything. And you can be prideful, whether you have a lot of money or a little money. And so I think prosperity is amazing. And I love helping women make a lot of money because I feel like for the world to heal and for so many good things to come to pass. We need more money in the hands of good people. So I'm on a mission to help people make a lot of money. And I'm not ashamed to say it. And I'm really ambitious about it because there's a whole lot of slime balls out there making a lot of money and they are not making the world any better. So if you're sitting back on the couch and you are listening to this, it is your birthright to go out there and to be prosperous and to make a lot of money and to prosper to me is that picture of that wheel of alignment. I call it the alignment wheel. It's physical, emotional, spiritual relationship and financial. How are you in all of those areas? Physically, are you thriving? Emotionally, are you thriving? Spiritually, are you thriving? Financially, are you thriving? In your relationships, are you thriving? That is prosperity. Prosperity is not just money. Prosperity has more to do with the quality of your life and the quality of your life will absolutely impact your ability to have prosperity. So that's what I believe about prosperity. And it's definitely a change from how I used to think. But as, as I've gone along and just really had a lot of conversations with my creator, I really, 
I really believe so strongly that money is a beautiful tool and a beautiful gift and we shouldn't be afraid of it. We should embrace it because imagine like sitting at a table and being able to like write a $20,000 check for something or pay for somebody's Christmas or get somebody a car or lose a lot of money on some project you did and not worrying about it. Exactly. That's called freedom. And we were created to be free. We were created to have choices and we were created to have prosperity. And when you prosper, you can afford to absorb losses. You can afford to give, you can afford to be generous and you don't just sit around and worry. So I, man, I love prosperity (laughs) and I love helping people be prosperous. And I think together, like we've embraced that, like he you know, we have a kind of relationship where I don't have to ask him if I can spend money. He doesn't have to ask me if I can spend money. I don't have to ask him if I can donate to something. We have such a level of trust that we know we would never do anything that would hurt our family, but also such a level of trust spiritually with one another that we know we'll be good stewards of the family money. What I make is his, what he makes is mine. It's family money. We know that we'll be good stewards of that money. So you know, work on your trust with one another because your trust and your openness and your honesty with one another is going to impact your journey with prosperity probably more than so. That is just beautiful and so powerful. So I'll be waiting for the book you two write together on creating a prosperous marriage. <laughs> I'll just put that stake in the ground here now for you um, and because uh, you don't have enough on 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 your to-do list already no, um, but I just I love that and I love that we share that passion for you know really I think it is um, one of the most profound journeys to grow our faith when we reach for that vision that God has given us and in so many instances in this generation that involves having the financial abundance to be able to really impact the world. Um, But that comes from a heart of love and a heart of faith. And you two just um, personify that in your relationship with each other and in the beautiful family you're creating and the amazing businesses and um, really the, the, their ministries of their own sort to really help transform hearts and lives and bodies um, on all different levels. And so I could talk with you literally for hours and I love our conversation tonight and I want to connect more people to you, you both. So where is the best place that we can send people to find you? Cause I know they're going to want to have more. I'm at uh, Aloha Surf Doc on Instagram or Modern Medicine Movement on Instagram as well. Those are my Instagram handles. And then there's Thomas Hemingway on Facebook. And his podcast, Modern Medicine Movement. Yeah, Modern Medicine Movement Movement Podcast. Anywhere that you can find a podcast. Mm -hmm. My book will come out this year. It's called Preventable. So that's going to be exciting. And you can look for that on my website, modernmedicinemovement.com. I love it. I love it. And I thought of that name for his podcast. Wasn't it good? She loves it. It is good. I love alliteration. I'm a sucker for it. Um, you can find me at Hemingway Half Dozen, appropriately named for our half dozen kids, for their tips on business, motherhood, money, 
uh, movement, basically all those aspects of that alignment wheel is what I'm about teaching people. Um, and Facebook, Brooke Hemingway, my website is brooke-hemingway.com. And yeah, we'd love to be connected. And it's just so fun to have these discussions. We love it as well. So thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And so everyone put that on your reading list and connect that to your podcast playlist and connect in with Brooke on all of the places. Instagram, her stories will keep you inspired to do six for six and and also survive not having a refrigerator for a month, (laughs) which is a whole other podcast and and interview um, to boot. But I just appreciate you both so much. You are true um, family in, in that soul sense of the word. And so I just appreciate your conversation so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Total pleasure. Thank you so much. And a big aloha to you and and to all out there watching. Thanks for having us. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.